Chapter 13 of Dot and Tot of Merryland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Paint on the Moon. Dot and Tot of Merryland by L. Frank Baum. Chapter 13 The Revolt of the Dolls. Dot and Tot awoke early, but the sun was already flooding the palace with its silver rays and they made haste to dress and join the queen at breakfast. This meal was as dainty and satisfying as the one they had partaken of the night before, and the wax queen laughed and talked so pleasantly that no one would have suspected she was about to undertake a long journey. "'I shall try to return by sundown,' she said to them, "'so you'll only be alone in the day. "'I advise you to pass the time by exploring the valley, "'and if you wish to ride, the royal coachman will take you wherever you wish to go.' "'May I ask a favour? said Dot, timidly. "'Certainly, Princess. Ask whatever you will,' returned the Queen, as she threw a scarlet cloak over her shoulders, and prepared to start. "'I would like you to awaken the dolls of the village before you go, so that Tot and I may play with them,' said the girl. The Queen reflected a moment before she replied. "'The dolls are often mischievous when they have a whole day to themselves, and you might find them troublesome. However, as you'll be sure to enjoy their merry pranks. I'll do as you wish, and leave you the dolls for playmates. Oh, thank you ever so much, cried Dot gratefully. The Queen now called the carriages, and they all rolled down to the main street of the village. Here Her Majesty waved her magic wand three times, and the dolls immediately awoke, and began such a chattering and such romping play, that the Queen herself became bewildered, and ordered the coachman to hasten to the river bank. Dot and Tot went with her to see her start upon her journey, and when they had passed out the big gate, which the wooden soldiers opened for them with respectful salutes, the Queen said, I'm going to borrow your boat, for it will be the easiest way for me to reach the valley of the watchdog. But you can never row upstream, said Dot, and there is but one oar. Oh, I shan't need the oars at all, responded the wax doll, and seated herself in the boat. Do you know, said the girl, that you have not yet told us your name. Didn't I tell you yesterday? returned the queen, as if surprised. No, indeed, said the girl. Well, that was very careless of me. I'm so busy that sometimes I forget to do things. I must be going. So, good-bye, my dears. I hope the dolls won't bother you too much. We shall enjoy them, replied Dot. The queen now waved her fairy wand, and at once the boat glided from the shore. Good-bye, your majesty cried Dot and Tot together. Swiftly the boat floated up the stream, so swiftly indeed that the water rippled like music against the bow. The children waved their handkerchiefs at the fairy doll until she had reached the arch leading to the Valley of Babies. When they passed through the gateway and dismissing their coachman, walked up the village street to visit the dolls. These were really becoming rather boisterous and ran about in circles, playing I Spy and Blind Man's Buff and London Bridge with much laughter and noise. When they saw Dot and Tot, they ran up to them and cried, Start the music box. We want to dance. I don't know how. The Queen has the key with her, answered Dot, shouting loudly she might be heard over the tumult. The doll seemed greatly disappointed at this, and one saucy-looking wooden-jointed doll said crossly, The Queen has no right to go away and take the key. How are we to amuse ourselves all day, unless we can dance? 
Tot and I will play with you, answered Dot. Very well, said a big china doll, who wore a rather soiled, ragged dress. What new games do you know? Dot mentioned several, but the dolls laughed at her, crying out, That's old! We're tired of that! Give us something new! The old games are very nice games, said the girl, and I do not see why you should object to playing them. We'll object if we want to, declared a worn-looking kid doll, whose joints were so ripped that they scattered sawdust whenever it moved. You're not our queen, but I'm your princess, said Dot, with dignity, and while the queen is away, I have the right to rule in this valley. Serve I, said Tot. Then rule, shouted the saucy wooden doll. Rule as the queen does, and give us music to dance by. Yes, yes, they all cried. We want to dance. And they flung their arms over their heads, and leapt and pranced so energetically that the ground was quite strewn with the sawdust that leaked out of them. Dot was much troubled at the noisy demands of the dolls. She had expected a quiet and happy day, playing with the pretty creatures, and now, even in the first hour of their awakening, they were proving very troublesome. Tot seemed to enjoy the excitement, however, and stood behind Dot, with his hands in his pockets, smiling gleefully. While she was thinking what was best to be done, the ragdoll Scollops came up to Dot and said, Since the music box is locked up, why do you not order out the pewter band to play for them? That's a good idea, she exclaimed, her face brightening. Go at once, Scollops, and tell the musicians to come and play. While Scollops was on this errand, the dolls became more noisy than ever, and one of them tried to knock Tot's crown off, but the boy gave the naughty doll such a strong push that he pushed over a dozen or more that stood behind it. Don't hurt them, Tot, said the girl. Remember, they're not as strong, and will break easily. I'll smash them if they touch me, cried the boy indignantly. I'm Prince Tot. Fortunately, the pewter band now made its appearance and at Dot's command they stood in a circle at one edge of the road and began to play a waltz. The effect of the music upon the dolls was laughable. They immediately began waltzing around as merrily as could be, and paid no further attention to Dot and Tot. While they danced, the dolls kept up a continual chattering and laughter, and they looked so sweet and happy that the children could hardly realise they had been so cross and unreasonable a short time before. If they're kept busy, they won't get into mischief, said Scollops, who had just come back with the band. But even Her Majesty the Queen cannot manage them when they have nothing to amuse themselves with. I'm a doll myself, and I know. What does she do when they're naughty? asked Dot. She puts them to sleep, was the answer. Dot had almost regretted asking the Queen to leave the village dolls awake all day. But she loved to watch them dance, and they seem quite contented now. Don't they ever remain quiet? And visit one another and rest, asked the girl. Never, replied Scollops. They are always unhappy, unless they are rushing around, or playing, or dancing. They wouldn't make very comfortable playmates, would they, Tot? She said. No, he answered gravely. Don't like live dolls. But it amused them to watch the little creatures capering about, so the children sat down upon a doorstep and enjoyed the dancing until Twinkle came to tell them that luncheon was ready. Then they quietly stole away, unnoticed by the dolls, and walked to the palace, where they had a delightful luncheon, and were wasted upon by Scollops and Twinkle. End of chapter 13, part 1